graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Warning. The Federal Communications Commission has determined the following content to be emotionally harmful. Young children should not view this content under any circumstances, even if supervised by a parent or guardian. The views and opinions expressed, including the depictions of persons of color and members of the LGBTQA community, do not reflect any official policy or position of the U.S. government. This program contains graphic language, violence, nudity, misogyny, racism, anti-Semitism, hate crimes, and depictions of sexual assault. Be advised. But sadness and depression are very different things. Sadness is something happens and you temporarily become sad. Depression is a condition where you see things for what they are. Right? That's what it is. We're like, hey, what's wrong? You're like, nothing. Just looking right at the truth. And uh, my body is reacting naturally to acknowledging reality. That is what's happening with me. I don't know what you're not seeing. That's the thing they try to medicate you when you're depressed, which is like insulting. They have those commercials. Like, are you down? Are you a rain cloud? Is this rain cloud you? Is your life a cloud of rain? Well, take this drug, turn that rain into sunshine. It's like, yeah, maybe I'm down because I noticed there's a lot of shit to be down about. What are you not seeing? Like, happy people, what the fuck? Like, happy people should be medicated. That's the illness. Like, if you can't see, that should be the commercial. The commercial shouldn't be, are you down? The commercial should be, are you thrilled to be here? Do you have an easy time meeting people or making friends? Do you get along seamlessly at work functions? Well, take a pill, you fucking sociopath. What is wrong with you? How is that just how you are? You're fine with all this? The world's on fire, you're singing, no fear, no anxiety, nothing. Do not know you're dying, motherfucker? Like, that doesn't bother you. This all ends at the end. Life is just leaking out of your future corpse. There's nothing you can do. You try to hold it in, but that's actually you wasting your life. Your phone is made by slaves. You're complicit in a violent system. The only way out is to get a gun and blow. It's a weird commercial, like, I don't know why. It's so heavy. It's too heavy. 30 seconds by the end of the commercial, even the happy people are like, Jesus, give me the Prozac. I don't know. Oh, things were so bad. Your podcast will fail. It's just a coincidence that you were talking about the Jack and Triumph show, and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey, man, this is Kevin Smith. Guy makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com, and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit TwoStrangersOnePodcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. Well, hello and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And even though I will probably be coughing a lot through this episode, I do not have the coronavirus. I do not have SARS, Zika, bird flu, swine flu, Ebola, 
Y2K, the end of the Mayan calendar of 2012, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, E. coli in North Korea, and all the other things that were going to fucking kill us in the past. Uh, was it how many things are going to kill us? Every every year, there's always something new to be worried about. And yes, I'm actually, going to be coughing this episode. but Actually, okay. he's lying. He has all of them. I have all of them. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> everything is fighting. You know, the E. coli is fighting off the swine flu, and the Ebola is fighting off the Zika and the SARS. But yeah, that's the the new the new uh, disaster of the day is the coronavirus, and people are going crazy about it. And I understand. Yes, people are probably getting sick and stuff like that. But look, I'm guaranteed shit like that happens all the time. That doesn't require fucking you know end of the world emergencies uh you know and not and not that we'd be prepared for one uh because our wonderful uh what's the cheeto in chief doesn't have any plans set up for it but uh you know and he just left it to pence mr you know pray the gay away vice president prince you know i i i i you can't put someone who's like super religious in charge of something that's like scientific you just don't do that um so welcome to all the new listeners um since the last episode our, our numbers have popped up a bit and i do want to welcome all the new listeners um i feel like i am a bit under the microscope recently um because since the last episode on valentine's day i had announced that i'm in a relationship so that's it paul now the, now that i'm in a relationship the podcast is over <laughs> well you know the, 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 the podcast was just here just to keep me busy until i found somebody serious now um so i'm pretty sure she has a lot of friends. Uh, she's she she does a lot of like online uh, gaming and and online role playing games and stuff like that. So she has a lot of uh, she's friends of a lot. She's she has a lot of friends on online communities and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure there's you know there's guys checking me out, and making sure that you know you know I'm pretty sure a bunch of guys are in the friend zone <laughs> checking me. Out. I was like, what kind of asshole is this? And guys. Trust me, I've been there before. You could go back and listen to seven years of this podcast. I've I spent plenty of fucking time in the in the friend zone. Uh, it's time for me to fucking uh, move on and and actually uh, you know be in a relationship. And once again, this is still the very beginning. You know, everything's all fucking lovey dovey now, and we're still in the honeymoon phase. You know, we'll slightly, we'll slowly learn to hate each other and just you know just tolerate each other's existence <laughs> like like most long-term relationships uh but right now everything is still in the wonderful honeymoon phase so uh you know once again i'm pretty sure i have guys like checking on me like what the fuck is this guy all about um but enough about that uh for all the new listeners of the show we do have a long term uh and and don't be wrong if people want to send us nice emails I'll be more than happy to read nice emails. It's funny, like when you see like celebrity celebrities on Twitter, and they uh, they they never acknowledge the thousands and thousands of like positive tweets they get. One person sends them a fucking nasty tweet, and all of a sudden, uh, they 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 jump all over it, and they address the person directly, and it becomes a whole thing. So. But we have a long-term uh, 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 follower of the show, friend of the show, even though everything he says is horrible. Uh, I like to, I, I, you know, and once again, if people want to send us nice emails, by all means, send us nice emails. Uh, but we got a new Oscar letter, 2020, for the new generation, for the new uh, decade, the new year, uh, the new change in our life. Oscar, and this was sent two days after our last episode. Um, and one good thing, uh, the, our, we were kind of... We had big gaps in between the last episodes because uh, Paul and I were having issues uh, with the internet. I upgraded the internet in my house. Um, not to the top, top tier, the next tier up. 
but luckily we haven't had any kind of delays while we were talking before the episode. So hopefully, knock on wood, it won't happen while we're recording. But that's that was sort of a delay on why some episodes. Now you fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, right. I jinxed it by talking about it. But we, I mean, yeah. like we had tried to record like three times before the last episode, and then um, you know, life being the way it is, of course, there's always long gaps in between episodes. Um, but fine, let's jump into the Oscar letter. This came out two days after uh we we recorded the last we put out the last episode. Okay, from Oscar, dude, you sound like such a whiny bitch. And uh, for those. Uh, for for new listeners, uh, Oscar is writing us from Peru, I believe, uh, South America. Uh, you are such a whiny bitch. Uh, listening to you cry about how Trump is fidgeting during the anthem, hearing the barrage of ex- ex- explicatives, ex- expletives, excuse me, for something so idiotic. Paul the parrot agreed with you. Anyway, that was super annoying. Then hearing you guys speak on the Democratic candidate, like if any of these people have a chance, Bernie, Warren, Mayor Pete. Give me a break. Uh, there's not one person out there that can handle the job. Now you talk about impeachment. Clinton was impeached. Nothing happened. What makes you think Trump being impeached would be any different? The economy has never been better. Bullshit. That's my, my bullshit. Employment has never been better. Once again, bullshit. You're a lazy fuck and have a bogus job by choice. Uh, you could get a real job if you wanted to. However, your slovenly look and obesity probably keeps you from doing so. Trump will be president. He will never be removed from office. Suck it up and deal with it. Now get back to dick and fart joke or more stories about how pathetic your life is. Oscar, and then after Oscar, and once again, he's not an American. Uh, Trump 2020, and I'm not American. Um, and it's weird, like, is that what the outside world thinks? Like, I, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if he's trolling us. I don't know if he's saying this shit just to just to be an asshole or that, that can't possibly i mean then again we got people in this country that are fucking hoodwinked into thinking uh how great the economy is because it, it certainly isn't uh, the one thing okay I'll, I'll you know what the one the one point i'll concede on that i had said before trump got into office is i thought gas prices were going to go through the roof. Uh, you know I'll agree I, th- with I thought i thought we'd be paying four dollars and fifty cents a gallon uh you know right now i think the other day i was at a gas station i was paying like 247 which to me, it's still a lot, but I'm really surprised. Like the one thing I can say in the past two, three years is that I'm super surprised that gas has not shot up to like four dollars and fifty cents a gallon or five dollars a gallon. Um, as for other economic things, you know, yeah, there's a lot of bullshit jobs. There's a lot of uh, you know, what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if he's, I, 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 I would, I really want to know if he's trolling us or if this how what he what he actually thinks um you know and like i said before and you could and i don't think anybody could say that i jumped on the bernie bandwagon because like even like on my facebook page i I you know my head my header on my facebook page is a picture of uh you know alexandria ocasio cortez and, and bernie sanders from over a year ago in february you know before like things got really uh heated with the democratic race uh you know do i you know and you know we won't get into that about you know who we support but i mean i mean obviously you know like i said last episode and i'm just repeating myself is you know bernie's been bernie's been fighting for people since the fucking 80s you know in the 70s and stuff like that so um i don't think he's gonna stop now you know i'm saying a lot of people like like a mayor bloomberg or something all of a sudden you know, it was all for stop and frisk, and now all of a sudden he's running for president, and then he goes, "Oh no, I, 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 I don't support stop and frisk anymore." So, uh, you know. Oh, that... oh, can we can we talk about Bloomberg? Uh, yeah. Bloomberg? Is that allowed? Yeah, of course we could talk about Bloomberg because, look, you know, Bloomberg only got Bloomberg only became Mayor Bloomberg because after 9/11, obviously people in New York, and this I can speak of because I lived in New York City at the time. After 9/11, you know, Mayor Giuliani was, you know, quote unquote. America's mayor. We were still under this rush of patriotism 
and stuff like that after 9-11. And then Rudy was going to be, Rudy was going out of office anyway. He was not going to uh, run afterwards. Rudy threw his endorsement behind Bloomberg because at that particular time, uh, Bloomberg was a Republican. And, uh, you know, the only reason everybody voted for Bloomberg is because uh, Giuliani, you know, once again, this was you know, 20 years ago where, you know, the post at 9-11 when people still really loved and supported Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, you know, that's the only reason Bloomberg got that job. I, you know, it's one of those deals. Oh, if he could run a company, he could run a city. I, he didn't really exactly run the city. You know, uh, the, the amount of gentrification that happened through the city afterwards, the amount of people who left New York City, you know, because after 9-11, now, obviously, it's not Bloomberg's fault that people left after 9-11 because people were scared and people didn't want to live there anymore. Um, but, you know, he didn't exactly, uh, you know, do much to get people back you know bloomberg supporting stop and frisk which is basically a very racist uh policy you know bloomberg you know you know the big joke of his uh his whole time as mayor was he wanted to fight the big like the big gulps in 7-eleven which aren't even 7-elevens in fucking in, in new york city you know, the, you know there's probably at best there's probably 10 7-elevens in all of new york city the, the city that services 11 million people <coughs> Um, that being said, you know, he wanted to get, he wanted to ban sugar, large sugary drinks. Like if you went to the movie theater or if you went to the amusement park or something like that. And once again, you know, okay, other than the movie theaters, I mean, there's no amusement parks in fucking New York City, <laughs> you know, um, you know, like where you got anywhere where you would get like fountain soda. He was fighting the big, like, you know, sugary. He didn't want people to go out and get a 64 ounce sugar cup, which makes sense. Obviously, you know, but you know, that's just common sense. You know what I'm saying? That's like doing like, you know, fighting the war against drugs, like telling people don't do drugs. People know not to do drugs. You know, the people that are doing drugs have their own fucking issue. You know, they, those people need a different pr approach than, oh, we're going to get rid of drugs. Drugs are already, get, drugs are already illegal. Um, my point being is that, you know, he fought, you know, the, one of the biggest things of his campaign was fighting a losing battle. Because nothing happened against giant sugary drink. Um, do you want to throw anything in there, Paul? Um, I mean, let's see. I, I feel like so Bloomberg jumped in the race because you know he thinks he's smart, and you know he saw that he was seeing that Biden wasn't going to do as well. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, now it's well, I'm just going to jump in and steal it and and use my money to to buy the race. And I'm just like, um, no, <laughs> yeah. like, no, you don't do that. That's not what you do. Um, but he, yeah. it just seems like he doesn't like one of the things that I noticed during the, the two debates that he did and the town hall was, is people just didn't like his facial expressions. Like he just wasn't coming across as genuine as he probably should. Cause he's, and a, I cause feel he's a like, smug prick. He's, he, he's, he's been, he's been living and he, he lives in a bubble. He has no attachment to fucking reality. And that's, that's the thing. Like, you know, if here's the funny thing, Bloomberg jumped in because he thought Biden wasn't going to, wasn't going to be able to beat Bernie, but here's the problem. Now that he's in, if he doesn't get out, Bernie's going to beat the moderates because Bloomberg's in there. There are certain states where if Biden wasn't, um, if, if he was in the race, if he wasn't in the race, Bloomberg, um, Biden would be winning, like Texas, for example. He'd be winning Texas, right? And he's not. You know what I mean? At least in the polls that we're seeing right now. So it's like, I, it, it, it's, it's one of these things where this has been the weirdest fucking primary I've seen. And by the way, let's, we're, we're going to head for, because of all this bullshit, we're probably going to head to a brokered convention and it's just going to be all fucked up. And, it, uh, 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, this, I mean, past couple of years, you know, we're going to see, I mean, hopefully, knock on wood, if there's any fucking decent humanity in, in people, you know, we're going to see people, um, we're going to have reform and how things get handled. You know, it, 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 a guy like Bloomberg shouldn't be able to hop in at the last minute just because money talks, because that's exactly what's going on. Money talk. And, and, you know, what is he throwing all that money for away for? Like, you know, he, he was living a perfectly good life before all this. You know, he, he did a time, he did his time as mayor of the biggest fucking city in the world. I mean, everybody wants to come to New York City. You know, there, what does he have to prove? You know, you know, and, you know, and hopefully, you know, this will avoid, you know, in the future, where, you know, we don't have someone like a, like a Jeff Bezos or Zuckerberg or fucking, you know, Bill Gates or something like that. You know, people with just so much ridiculous amounts of money that they think they could just stroll into an election. And it, it hopefully, you know, we will, we'll learn from these mistakes. And I, and I want to say hopefully because, you know, I, I see things slowly deteriorating also, but, you know, let us learn from the mistakes and realize that, that, that you, you can't just walk in and buy an election. And I, and I'd like to think that hopefully people will see through the bullshit. You know, unfortunately, there's, are there are people who still haven't decided anything and like, oh, oh, Bloomberg might be a good idea. He's, you know, He's, he's, he's Trump, but better. And it's no, he's Trump, but the same. <laughs> There's nothing, you know, I mean, don't be wrong. Trump is a fucking evil, vile idiot. And, 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 but still, you know, running the country, like running a business is, you don't run a country like you run a business. You run it, you know, businesses make their money from exploiting people to the fullest extent. A country's not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to exploit people. You know, we, 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 slavery doesn't exist. You know, <laughs> we're supposed to fight. It's bad enough we have politicians, you know, when a businessman, becomes a politician it, it becomes obvious that he his job is to help out his other fellow businessmen <laughs> right and, and you know that's not good for the people and, and people need to get their heads out of their asses and, start, and stop thinking oh well, he's a capitalist and he you know he's gonna do right by us because you know he no he's gonna do what's right for him what's good for him and what's good for his friends or good for people that have enough money to fucking get his attention and you know we're gonna keep screwing ourselves further further deeper and deeper into debt and other millionaires and billionaires are not going to pay their fair share. The working man's going to keep getting fucked. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sorry I'm getting all deep and shit like that. Let's, I mean, we should get to, to dick and fart joke. But, um, you know, I, it's just, you know, voting for a businessman isn't a, a solid. Well, that's not I a mean, good look, enough reason to be the fucking leader of the free world. Look at our fucking, our fucking mayor here. Like, she endorsed fucking Bloomberg. And. And he has, he had a really bad, that first debate, he had a really bad debate and everybody started yelling at her, like, um, why did you endorse this guy? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, nobody gives a shit about Rochester. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, people here, obviously locally, but I mean, you know, her, her, her words, you know, her words carry no real weight. You know, I mean, that's a, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that makes you happy. She, uh, she's just, she's just very useless, and it just makes me, it makes me angry that he keeps trying to get these mayors of these cities to endorse him. And I'm like, okay, but then Joe Biden has senators, House people. Um, well, I saw other people. I saw a Bloomberg commercial where he got fucking a Barack Obama in it. And even though it's not, and it's not Barack Obama saying I endorse this message, but it's, it's like it's all footage of Mayor Bloomberg and Barack Obama talking and stuff like that. And I'm like, that is that how much money he has? And also, and I also kind of feel bad. I'm like, fucking, oh, is, is Obama like? Did he, Obama sold us out. 
And it's like, part of me can't blame him because he's done his time and shit like that. But, you know, I, I literally, and I'm not exaggerating, and it's, I, I did not see, and it wasn't on like a website where people were like glamorizing it. I was watching just a regular TV show. And as you know, you know, Barack Obama has worked with Mike, you know, Michael Bloomberg, Mike Bloomberg for, and I'm like, what the fuck am I seeing? What the fuck am I looking at? You know, you think, you know, you think Barack Obama would have fucking backed Biden, <laughs> but I mean, I guess well, money no, so really he, fucking talk. He did miss, he misled people to think that Barack Obama, um, endorsed um in, endorsed yeah, mayor bloomberg but yeah, it was all footage it was all yeah, yeah news footage and shit but still you can't just you so, can't you can't just throw barack obama in a commercial you know you, you gotta get it get his permission or, you know and obviously get his permission you gotta you know throw a couple of boxes directly so i mean you know basically some people thought that mm-hmm. but here's the thing like even even now like i, I think people are starting to see that Bloomberg isn't like the best person to be part of this. And here's the thing. Biden's probably going to win South Carolina tomorrow. And then, well, today it's past midnight now. Um, and then, you know, he's going to win. He's probably going to win that. He's probably going to win. Um, it's looking like he's going to win uh, Virginia and North Carolina. But, you know, it's one of those things where if some of these people would just drop out, like there could be a moderate candidate that, that beats out Bernie. And that's the problem because see, here's the thing, like people keep, and this is another topic to talk about politics wise is people keep are like, well, well Bernie's going to win. He, he's winning so much. And I'm like, you realize that if you add up everybody that's a moderate and then put it against what Bernie did, they beat him. Right. So, um, yeah, maybe, maybe no, <laughs> maybe no, maybe we shouldn't do that. So, you know, and, and that includes Bloomberg too. Once he starts getting delegates, which he will. And that's, that's really what pisses me off is it's like, you know, I just want, I want Biden to win so badly. It's not even funny. Like, I, I just want, I want somebody in there that fucking knows what they're doing and not some guy that wants to take all my money on my fucking paycheck. Mm-hmm. That's basically what I want. And I feel like if we have somebody like Biden in there, that's, that could happen. Now, you may be surprised when I say this to you, Chris. I, I thought about this the other day, and I think this would work, is having Biden and Warren, like Biden obviously going for president and Warren being the vice president. I think that would work, and I think that would bring people together. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of the Bernie people would go to Warren. The fucking the extreme side, the Bernie bros that fucking attack everybody on Twitter and threaten everybody, I, I see them kind of just being like, you know, they're, they're just going to be for Bernie and that's it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how Trump supporters are. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. But I, I think that would work because I, I feel like I feel like Bernie's not going to come out of this, the, the nominee. He's just not. I don't know. I keep hearing about, it, like, just say everything, every move he makes, people just are so against him. And I, I like, you know, and if, well, so you know, he, he got, he got his fucking legs put up, pulled out from under him last time, you know, Hillary's people fucking, you know, did him dirty. And I, like, they're doing him dirty again. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I don't think anybody's doing him dirty because here, here's the thing. Like, like I was saying, a lot of the polls, if you look at the polls, like he, I mean, yes, does he want to state sure but he's not winning the state by more than 20 25 percent of the of the the vote whereas if you take the whole moderate vote as a whole you're looking at you know 30 40 percent and what needs to happen is fucking Buttigieg and Klobuchar need to get the fuck out same thing with Steyer I don't even know why Tulsi Gabbard is there because she's never going to get any fucking delegates I think she's just there to be like Oh, I'm running for president. Oh, and then by the way, I'm gonna try to be a. I'm gonna try to run on a third party ticket. Uh. Well, I think it's like, um, what's his face during? It, it's like all the Republican nominees 
now that Trump is in office. All these people are looking for a job in the cabinet when whoever does win, wins. Right, you but the, the longer so. that you're in, the more that you're hurting, you're hurting that candidate. Yeah. So the longer that they're in, the more that they're hurting Biden. And by the way, <laughs> after Super Tuesday, I guarantee you two or three of these people are going to drop out. I mean, you saw what happened after Iowa. Yeah. Actually, no, it wasn't Iowa. It was New Hampshire. Like three or four people just done. Yeah. Three or four people right after New Hampshire were done. So number one, 90% of those people weren't getting any votes anyways. And number two, it just made no sense after that point. You know, it's like, um, it's like Andrew Yang, who's now a CNN contributor, which, by the way, he makes things every time that they have have him on. He makes things look really entertaining. So I fucking he, I love he, that he, he he spent a couple of bucks and now he has a job. You know, a lot of these people they just want to get in the public fucking eye, man. It's like, yeah, and and I, and I you know I'll be honest with you. I think his out of all the socialistic like policies, I think the more that I that I I, I think about his policy, it makes more sense. Like a thousand thousand dollars a month, that makes sense. It does make sense because. Eventually, there's going to be people that aren't going to be able to give jobs. I mean, honestly, the saving grace for Rochester mm-hmm. is it's turning into a fucking healthcare city where there's there's like I was telling Darrell the other day, I was like, there's hundreds of jobs up here to fucking to fucking fill. Like they have they're they're making so many jobs that they don't even have enough people to fill them. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like teaching jobs. For once in New York State, there's teaching jobs becoming available. Like, I'm telling you, like, it's, it's one of those things where we're moving away from manufacturing and there, there are people out there that are in their 50s and 60s that can't do these jobs anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, or won't be able to get training to do new jobs. So it's, you know, it makes sense in that policy. But getting back to what we were talking about, you know, it, it's, it's not, I feel like the, when we, and I don't want to be one of those fucking people, Chris, where they're like, oh, fuck the media. The media is doing this and whatever, because mm-hmm. I don't think the media does that all the time. Mm-hmm. But I do think in this instance, they're they're building this Bernie thing up higher than it needs to be, because it's not really it's not really Bernie. It's it's the fact that Bernie's not turning out the people that he's supposed to. If you, I mean, if you look in Iowa and New Hampshire, for example, he didn't turn out as many young people as they thought he was going to turn out. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was way down, Chris. It was. They're sitting yeah, here looking these, at these. Are, you know, we're talking about fucking Midwest states. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it yeah, Iowa? But, those, but, not- but Iowa and Iowa and New Hampshire had parts of those. The parts that he was that he was counting on had high college turnouts. Mm-hmm. And they didn't turn out, dude. And by the way, we're talking about these are the people that are going to turn out for Bernie. And by the way, me and you aren't stupid. We know. <laughs> We've gone through this, like, I'm 35, you're what, 40. 50 years old at this point? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, you know, like, we've gone through this so many times. Young people don't come out for votes, okay? Let's yeah. just face facts. Well, Young these votes, these, these, these preliminary, you know, caucuses. Not and... just preliminary, but presidential elections, too. They don't turn out, and that's part of the problem. And here's the thing, is like, Bernie, even though Bernie is turning younger people out, He's not turning out the number that he wants to turn out. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he was, Pete Buttigieg wouldn't have been as close to him in Iowa and New Hampshire. And also t- think about this, for example, if if he was turning them out, you know, he would have he would have gotten like 40 percent of the vote. And that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. The media, the media takes a topic like this, blows it out of proportion. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's thinking, well, everybody's against Bernie. When in essence, Bernie's not doing as well as he should. He should be turning like he should be 
doing what Clinton did the last time and just destroying destroying these other people in the polls. And he's not doing it. Now, part of that might be Elizabeth Warren, but even there, I don't think that's what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's, but my thing is, it's like, there's so many articles and like the people they've, they, they post there's stuff that's like so much so against Bernie. Like he performs well. And there's like for every one article that talks about like how well Bernie's doing, there's like, you know, five articles that say you know, that he's not the one for the job. And it's like, you know, we got to, you know, we all got to get on one fucking team, man. <laughs> we all got to, I yeah. don't know. I, yeah. I, look, I, I'm, what I, what I'd like to see is, and again, this is, this is just where I'm at. Like, I think that if we were to, if we were to have, because at this point, like I said, we're, we're going, we're heading towards a brokered convention. And by the way, that's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. but it it just makes me think back to how like Susan Sarandon was fucking like trashing Hillary Clinton every every which way, and you know people like that that are hardcore Bernie fans that just weren't turning out for her mm-hmm. didn't help, and it and it and it hurt us in the long run, and you know. I hate to say it, but Hillary was right. I'm sorry, but you know, you can, people can hate on Hillary all you want, but in the long run, she's right. These people didn't turn out. Bernie didn't push as, as hard as he should have. And, you know, even though she won the popular vote by 3 million votes, you know, they didn't turn out to change the electoral college. Yeah. You know, that's a whole different topic for no, another fucking podcast. But yeah. you understand what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm trying to explain here is it, it, it's getting blown out of the pr- proportion to a point where it's just like, all you're doing is, is giving Trump the presidency by doing this. Let this play out. And that's what a lot of Democrats are saying. Like, let this play out. Let's see where we're at at the convention. Mm-hmm. Let's go through the rules. If it's a broker convention, we do the first round. Then we go to the second round where the super de- delegates can switch if they want to. They probably won't pick Bernie. They're probably going to pick Biden. We go full speed into a, a ticket where we have Biden and a progressive, whether that be uh, Warren or somebody else, and then we'll be good. Mm-hmm. But if the more that we elevate this, the, the worse it's going to be. And by the way, if I were Bernie's people, I would tell him to shut the fuck up. When it comes to like subjects like fucking Cuba and him being and him like talking about the dictator there and be like, oh, well, he was really good when he set up he set up um, an educational system. And, and everybody's looking at him like, dude, you just lost this Florida if you're the nominee. And by the way, the polls in Florida shot up for Biden for the primary. So um, that, that shows you, Chris, like how your words can change things. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm just trying to put it out there that it's one of those things where it's if. If we want to win, everybody needs to get the fuck out except for Biden and Sanders. Let them fight it out. See what happens when we get to the convention and go from there. Because if we don't do that, we're kind of hitting ourselves. We're we're hurting ourselves at this point. All right. So let's uh, let's move on from (laughs) the deep. I was like, never want to get into the political chat. We always fucking get into it anyway. Um, Okay. So uh, how was your Valentine's Day? Uh, It was good. I mean, I, you know, me and me and my woman my new woman i mean i guess i'll, I'll put that out there I do have <laughs> well no i'm not even going into that no 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 i mean i mean you know no i'm saying no, say, like like uh, like like you know like she, like uh like a mystery name like you know like a superhero like miss x you know like <laughs> <laughs> well i mean there's people on my facebook that's mystery Go on, sorry. So I mean that's I mean that's perfectly fine, but you know it's you know it, it's, I I just don't want to put I don't put my shit out there anymore because you know yeah. I just don't want to I just don't want to you know hear things you know I, I I don't know I just I just don't want to put it out there I guess yeah. I mean I, like I've I've been pretty tra- I I'm, I've I've pretty much been like transparent I mean like I mean the last like 
two relationships that I've been in, like, during the podcast. I mean, I've spoke about them after the fact and stuff like that. I mean, you know, knock on wood, things are oh, going I can good. Speak, I can speak about the last one if you want. <laughs> I'll pick up a podcast to do. <laughs> uh, that's, you know, that's... Uh... It's all, it's all keep it civil and stuff like that. And it, well, you know, and so, you know, as, of, as for right now, things for me are going, actually things for me are going fucking really good. Um, I yeah, mean, well, okay. All the way to fucking Syracuse and shit. Yeah. yeah well, okay. Uh, I don't, I don't not say bad news, but like <coughs> my fucking landlord's raising my rent and that fucking sucks. But that being said, like my landlord, like this past fucking week, my landlord, you know, I got a new, I got a new floor in my bathroom because I had like these old fucking tiles that were fucking beat up and like missing in spots. Uh, you know, they, they, they fixed up, uh, you know, I, I had areas of my house that had fucking like, like there was, there was like, cracks and shit like that in the drywall and, and shit like that. And the whole thing is like certain parts and it, some of it was my fault. I'm not even going to lie. Um, but, uh, you know, they, like my, my, my landlord fixed, of course, I don't think he fixed for what he's going to jack up my fucking rent. I don't think it's worth it. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm no longer in a lease. It's a month to month thing. So, I mean, I could leave whenever I want. So the time being, for the time being, like, I'm not exactly pleased with the, with the rent being raised, but at least like things finally got fixed up around here. Um, I still have a bum ass fucking refrigerator that does, like, you know, I got, I got a big refrigerator. I got a little refrigerator. <laughs> the little refrigerator is what I put all my stuff in, but the big refrigerator, the, 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 the freezer parts still work. Um, so that's the one thing they didn't fix the scumbag. Um, but the apartments, uh, set up, uh, you know, you know, I've been, look, you know, I've been living a fucking bachelor lifestyle for so fucking long. And, you know, with my landlord coming to like fix things around the apartment, you know, I, I had asked the, the, my, my, my significant other, I said, look, you know, I need to get this fucking place in shape. I need to fucking get this place. And like, and dude, like my house is, it's livable. <laughs> It doesn't look like a fucking bachelor pad anymore. It looks, you know, you know, when everything is fucking nice and organized and, and taken care of, you know, I mean, we did fucking it was like extreme makeover in my house, you know, and it's nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, part of me is, you know, I, I, I'll always have like part of me is I'm used to being alone. And so, so, it's, so it's going to take time for me to it's going to take time for me to get used to the idea of like, so. So what you're saying is your significant other has been cleaning up after you. Is that what you're saying? No, she's been helping me get shit in order. Because you know what So basically, you put a dish in there, and then when you like, like two minutes later, it's pretty clean. <laughs> but it's no, but it's one of those deals where like, like you go and you you start a project, you know, and and like when you're single, you start a project, and there's no one there to like motivate, and you go and you go, I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of this this weekend, and you start, and you get a good start, and then like you know your phone rings or something you you know you take a break or whatever and then that project never gets fucking done and there's no one there to say hey you know or even if like someone if someone's helping with the project then you like you actually fucking see it to completion you know yeah. and, and 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 you know when when you're single there's no one there to fucking put a foot a foot in your ass and say hey you know or one saying one i i'll help you get it taken care of and another thing you know if you start slipping like hey you know let's let's get this done and so you know it's been a while since i've been you know and you know and even when i was even in the relationships that i've been, i've been in, in, in up to and including you know my ex-wife and my baby mama you know i i've always dealt with like people that had it they had different goals in their life you know both both my both my my baby mama and my ex-wife were younger than me and you can tell that they were younger you know the girl i'm seeing now were the same age and you know it's like you know this is how shit gets done and, yeah. and like you know or you know this is how the thing should be and you know and it's i mean like i said once again you know it's still the beginning and it's still well, the, the honeymoon phase and shit like that but i know, mean it's nice it's nice. It's nice knowing that if you ask somebody to do something, it's going to get done. So, I mean, I, I don't. I, I'm purely taking this off of what I'm seeing on Facebook. Though. 
based on what I'm seeing, like I, I feel like you two complicate, complicate. Wow. <laughs> Complement wow. each other. So I, I know you sit here and say like the honeymoon phase, but I feel like it's more like you guys complement. <laughs> yeah, like, it was, I mean, I, it's I, nice being with a fucking adult. Yeah, you know what I'm saying I, like you know, dude, I, I've been I, with people that. You know, they were with me for the wrong fucking reasons. You know what I'm saying? They're with me because I was the stability. I was the, you know, I was the rock or whatever. But, you know, you you can't beat the rock all the fucking time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, sometimes you you need a rock for yourself. And I've, I've never had a rock in my life. I've never had, you know, someone that I can say, you know what? That person's going to be there for me when the shit hits the fan. You know, and of course, like I said, it's still super fucking early in a relationship. But, you know, I mean... To help me get shit like this done, to fucking to turn my fucking disaster of an apartment into fucking livable. <laughs> I mean, I have. I mean, I, I have. Obviously, if people should know by now, I have my own place. Finally, I mean, I've had it since November. Um, which number one, like, I mean, that's just been a great experience there. But it's it's nice to know. You know, part of my the problem that I had was not being able to have the funds to do that. And I'm the kind of I'm one of those intelligent people that I'm like, if I don't have the fucking money, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'll be honest with you. You know, I think in the last relationship, had I, you know, maybe had we done things a little bit differently, it, it wouldn't have the money problem wouldn't have been there. Money wouldn't have been an issue. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, I personally think that, you know. Now I don't have to, I don't have to work two jobs. I have a job that pays, you know, enough to afford me an apartment, you know, and, and here's the other thing. I mean, like, you know, I've been blessed in my, in my current relationship and my last one to have women that will come in and be like, Oh, I'm just going to do, you know, I'm going to clean up after you, even though I don't have to clean up after you. Like I'm the type of person that will clean up after myself, that will do things myself, you know, Mm-hmm. I'm not going to leave my shit everywhere. I'm going to take it, put it in the basket so it's not everywhere. I'm going to put myself in the sink, you know, and I don't I don't create enough dishes to where I'm like fucking it's piling up. So like on my day off, I'll wash the dishes, make sure everything's good and put them back up. I'm I'm usually good about that. But, you know, now that I have, you know, having a woman in your life, you know, like the next day your dishes are already clean. You're like, Oh, well, thanks for doing that. Like, I, you know, I appreciate that, you know? And that's, you know, it, 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 it is a definitely like having that is, is really nice. Having, having somebody that wants to contribute and doesn't need to contribute, but offers to and, and wants to be there and wants to be part of your life. That's, you know, I, I'm not a God. I'm not, I'm not one of those people that goes to church, but I, I can say that I'm blessed in that, in that sense. You know, I'm, I'm blessed to have somebody in my life that, you know, it's just simple. You know what I mean? Just, just, it's nothing's complicated. It's not fucking complicated. It's just, it's simple. Mm-hmm. And, that's what I like. I just, I just, you know, I'm simple. I don't go out and buy 50 different things, Chris. Yeah, yeah you know, I have a 50 inch TV. I have a sound bar, a Roku sound bar, and that's it. That's the only thing. As long as I have my TV, my computer, I can do my podcasting. I'm good. I don't need anything else. You know what I mean? And she allows me to do that. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, and at least go ahead. Oh no, well, like in my situation, what? like like we were, uh, like you had mentioned, you mentioned real quickly, is like you know. Uh, we went to, we did go to Syracuse the other day. We went to Syracuse because we went to go see, um, Jason Mews, you know, for the people, you know, people who don't know, like from Jane and Silent Bob and all the Kevin Smith movies and stuff like that. Um, he was doing an event and, and it was, it was comedy. I mean, he, he's more of like telling stories, but he tells stories in a funny way. He's not like, he wasn't like a comedian, comedian. Um, but, you know, I found someone that likes Kevin Smith movies. I found someone that 
you know, amongst the other things that she listens to, listens to heavy metal, uh, you know, uh, enjoys the video games, you know, where, you know, people that I've been with in the past, like, I've always had to have to fucking defend myself and defend the things that I like. And like, oh, no, but you have to understand this is entertaining. And like, you know, I've always get the fucking, you know, the eye roll, you know, and it's nice to have someone that doesn't, I don't have to fucking explain everything to, or, you know, or it's like, you know, you know, you should have to come sit down and watch this movie with me. And here's why I like this movie. Here's someone like, Oh no, I know what this is about. Or I've seen all the movies before this. So, you know, like we watched like, you know, Jane Silent Bob reboot, you know, it's like, Oh, I know all this stuff. Yeah. Let's, let's watch this. You know, I mean, I happen to catch it in the theater. Uh, you know, she didn't see it in the theater, but she knows all the other movies up to it. So it's not like I needed to sit there and go, okay, uh, here's these two guys. I do this. You know, it's nice to fucking finally be with someone with that actually has like, you know, similar taste. I don't want to say good taste, bad taste, but similar taste where I'm, I'm not, I was so tired of having to like be the guy like, you know, where they, you know, someone's rolling their fucking eyes at the shit, you know, I, I enjoy. And so I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I can relate to that in the sense that, you know, I guess in my last relationship and I'm not going to go too far into it, but you know, it's nice to have somebody that you don't, and I don't, I don't, this, this, I don't know if this will sound fucked up, but you don't have to take them out all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to feel like you have to buy them things to make them happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's nice to finally have that. You know, I, I'll say my two long-term relationships that I've had before this one, it's yeah. it's it's been one of those things where it feels like on, it felt like I had to like um, buy them things to make them happy. You know what I mean? And you know, the last relationship wasn't that as bad, but it just felt like you know, for example, if you said don't spend more than thirty dollars, she always had to spend thirty-five or forty. Ah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and, and it's, and it's, and I knew that it wasn't, it wasn't just because it wasn't because of, oh, I needed one more item. It was because to her, because of what she had going on mentally, she wanted to buy something for herself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where that's why I always talk about, and you see this on my Facebook, it probably fucking annoys you is like, I feel like mental health is, is something that people need to stop thinking is a bad thing. And if you think, and if you're not happy with yourself, even after losing weight and, you know, doing things on your own, mm. that should tell you that there's something wrong and that you should go get yourself checked out. And, and it's not, and you know, I've talked about the situation with my ex, the situation she went through with her daughter. I'm not, I'm not going to rehash that, but mm-hmm. you would, you have to understand like that's, there's there's probably PTSD still there. Mm. There's probably something mentally there that's still there. And by the way, that's I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying that's natural. But, you know, the thing is is she never wanted she wanted to do things on her own and make herself better on her own, not realizing that you can't do that. You can't do that when you went through that whole situation. And again, you can go back into the podcast and listen to what, what happened to her daughter. I'm I'm sure we've done an episode on it before, Mm -hmm. but you know, for me, it's nice to be with somebody that when she realizes there's an issue, she goes and she takes care of, you know what I mean? She, and she wants to be a better person and does the things to make herself a better person instead of just being like, no, I'm going to do it on my own. You know what I mean? And then lets you help them as well. In my last relationship, I didn't have that. And, you know, I really think that's why I got pushed out because she just, you know what I mean? Like when you don't know how to be in a relationship and mentally you don't know what makes yourself happy, there's nothing you can do about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, it's, it's just so much nicer to have that, you know? 
Um, I mean, as for Valentine's Day, which would, what we were supposed to be talking about, I mean, we, what was it? The, the day before we did something because I had to, what was it? Valentine's Day was on a Friday. Friday yeah. yeah. She gets her kid on, she gets her, her kids on Friday. Um, so we went out the night before, you know, just had dinner, you know, I, you know, got her flowers mm-hmm. and she was just like, she was, you know, so happy about that. And, you know, just doing something like simple like that, just getting flowers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, putting a smile on somebody's face that to me, when you can do something that simple, like buying, buying cookies, for example, when somebody's not feeling good, you know, that, that to me is just like, wow, that's awesome. That's awesome that I can do that. And it's not like, oh, well, you didn't buy me a ring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it that's that, that to me is just so much. It, it's, it's, it's just, it, it's great. It's, 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 it's so much different for me. You know, and I, I'm I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm enjoying it. You know, it's not like, and, and I don't want anybody to be like, oh, well, Paul, we'll put another ring on another girl's finger. Oh God, here we go. Um, no, that's that's you know, that's not happening again. <laughs> that's not happening again anytime soon. Not not that if she listens to this, that's not what I mean. But you know, it's just you know, I I felt like, and I've said this to her, like I felt like I I jumped into that way too early, but I. I did things right in the sense that a long engagement showed me what I needed to see. So it was a good thing at the same time. So, and I like, you know what? I'll be honest with you. Long engagements are good. I I think that's, that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and it's like, you know, it's one of those deals where like, you know, I, I like you, sometimes people who have the short, you know, like they're rushed because there's that childish mentality of, oh no, we have to do this and we have to do that. People mm-hmm. a little older, a little more like, you look, you know, look, I'm just happy you're here right now. <laughs> there's no reason to rush. Into yeah, it's, it's, that's another thing. It's nice to have somebody in my age range. Like she's 30, I'm 35. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice to have somebody closer to my age. I mean, don't get me wrong. The last one, obviously nine years difference. I mean, on a lot of levels, she was mature, but it was when you got down into it, you saw, how immature she really was and how much she didn't know how to be in a relationship. And that, you know, having going from that and having this and having somebody want to be in a relationship, want to do things for you, want to be there for you in every way possible when they don't need to be. And it's been told to them, you don't need to be here. You don't need to do everything for me or whatever. You don't need to do anything. And them just doing it because they love you and they want to do stuff and they want to support you. That's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I can definitely understand where you're coming from, Chris. I mean, I mean, you've been through some shit. Yeah. <laughs> you've been through a lot of shit, man. And honestly, as your friend, man, don't start crying on me, you fucking 40 year old. Um, I want you to be happy for once because I mean, you've had some, no offense. You've had some really shitty, a lot, a lot worse relationships than I've had. Way worse. And I just want you to, I, I want you to be happy yeah. because you yeah, deserve I, it. I invested a lot of, I, well, I say invested more like waste. You know, I, I've, I've given people, I've given the wrong people my time and I've given the wrong people my energy. And unfortunately, you know, it just, it, unfortunately, it just, it blew up in my face and, 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 you know, and, and, you know, and I, and I, I've let myself, uh, you know, get pulled down, uh, by people who, you know, they're only happy when they're done. <laughs> they're only happy when you know well, they're only happy being at the bottom i mean of the I, I don't bucket, you know my my issue has been is that you've had you've had certain people in your life that only come to you when you're in your deepest darkest moments and then try to use you but then when you 
don't want to reciprocate because you realized, fuck, I shouldn't be doing anything. They get pissed. That's been part of the problem. And I'll be honest with you, like, it's just good to have for you to have somebody in your life that has actually just been and so far. I mean, I haven't seen anything that, that tells me differently that has kind of just complimented you and made you happy. I mean, it even it's even reflected. on. I was saying this tonight off the podcast, like it's reflected on your fucking Facebook because like you're not so much like murder, kill, um, <laughs> I hate hide the, the body, yeah, I hate the world, hide the body kind of thing. I mean, there, there's still your asinine. Yeah, I'm still. I'll always be a miserable prick, but you know, I, I like. But it's you know, it's 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 nice to have you know, it's nice to have someone to wake up. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I mean, I'm there for obviously my daughter. My daughter's the most. You know, my daughter will always be the most important woman in my life. But you know, during the week she's with her mom, and and during the week, you know, I, I don't. I don't get a chance to be involved in my daughter's life the way I would like to be. And unfortunately, that's just something I have to wait until my daughter gets a little older and she can tell the, you know, the, the, the family court judge that, you know, she wants to spend more time with, you know, I, right now I'm still stuck on an arrangement that was made years ago, you know, where I get the weekends and stuff feel like that. that. And when my daughter, you know, when my daughter gets a little older and she can articulate herself and I don't want it to be where well, I'm telling her what to say, because that's the wrong reason to do it. Right. But when when she can articulate to the judge and, and I mean, I, I'm very, very lucky enough where my daughter does. Um, she'll FaceTime me and stuff like that. And, I, you know, and during the week, my daughter FaceTimes me, you know, like, I don't it's not every day, but at least every other day, you know, and, and she'll want to call and she'll want. And then like even she was like, Daddy, I'm happy you're with somebody. <laughs> No, but I've told her, I've told her about her. And of course my daughter has noticed the, the changes around the house and stuff like that. I said, you know, I had someone help me out and stuff like that. And, uh, how long have you guys been dating? Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's only been, a, a, you know, a little over two months, uh, you know, like we've been talking for a little while and we've been dating for about a month, you know, so yeah, over a month. I mean, what am I saying? Oh, well, uh, over, well over a month, but I'm saying like, you know, but it's, it's been recent, you know, yeah, a couple months from now, you'll have to introduce you. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And, and well, that's the whole thing. Yeah. And so, you know, and the beginning, you know, you just talk, you get into know someone and stuff like that. And it's still, you know, and then like, you know, then we got to that point where, you know, and we're talking about things and I said, and I basically, you know, I like, I laid it out there and I said, look, not that there was ever, you know, I, I, I'm the farthest thing from Mr. Fucking Playboy, but I said, look, I'm not going to talk to anybody else. I'm not looking to talk to anybody else. I'm not looking to fuck anybody else. I'm not looking to, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. I'm, I'm not wherever we are right now. I'm not. I'm not going to play you and make you think that I'm not going to have anybody else in my life in any kind of capacity that would uh, compromise what we have right now. And, you know, and, as, and obviously, and as I, I hopefully, I, hopefully you feel the same, <laughs> but I mean, I could tell you right now and, and like, because, uh, you know, we met on a dating site, you know, and for years I've been, you know, uh, bad mouthing dating sites and, you know, and I've had plenty of bad dates on a dating site, but I said, look, I deleted my account. I fucking deleted the app off my fucking phone. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, coincidentally, like, uh, you know, I, 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 last year I had like, I paid six months in advance, you know, there was cause you get it cheaper when you pay, you know, in a, in a big chunk. And then like the month that we met, I went, I said, fuck it. Let me do, you know, let me do one more month. <laughs> You know, and I paid for that month. And what you know, that's when we met. And then like, and I said, you know, and I said, look, this month is over. I, I, I'm not renewing. I'm not, you know, I'm deleting the app. I'm, you know, and, and I said, you know, I, I, I hope you feel the same way, but I'll, I'll let you say it when you're ready to say it and no pressure and stuff like that. And she's like, no, don't, I'm not fucking, I'm not down to see it. You know, I'm not looking to fuck around. I'm not talking to, you know, like when we first started there, there was, there was still like one more, there was a guy that was kind of coming around and that guy was fucking, that guy was a fucking bum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he told me a funny story like he came by the house and like like he saw like a band and got like a free shirt and was basically like here's the shirt from the band I went to go see last night it doesn't fit me do you want it like do you want my trash <laughs> I mean he didn't say that but you know what I'm saying basically like, here's something that I'm not going to use do you want something that if you don't take it I'm going to throw it in the garbage oh, uh, yeah, I mean, like you know, that's I mean, that's basically what he said. He goes, "It doesn't fit me, so do you want it?" You know, and that's like you know, that's real fucking shitty, you know. Yeah, that is really fucking shitty. And I mean, it shows, and it, I'm saying, I mean, even it shows you how you feel about that person. You know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, if, if you don't take it, I'm gonna throw it in the trash. So do you want it? <laughs> so, I've never, I've never, I've never had that. I've, I've never had somebody do that to me, nor have I ever like experienced somebody doing that. Yeah, and and it was just one of those deals where like she was just still like she was. At that particular time, she was, like, too nice to say, look, dude, this isn't going to fucking work. But as we got serious, she's like, look, don't fucking come around no more. I'm talking to somebody. It's serious. You know, uh, you, you you didn't make the cut. Have a nice life. You know, so, but, you know, she, she, you know, she, 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 she put him straight. And, and to the best of my knowledge, he hasn't uh, bothered her. Oh, since I then. could. I mean, I'm not going to go into detail on here about what the girl I'm dating with, what, what she she had to go through. But let's just say that compared to compared to what she was with, like I'm 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 like uh, what's the word? Um, I would say I would probably be like the blessing that she needed, kind of thing. You know, like it, it's I mean it was that bad. So yeah, I can definitely understand that too. I, I just you know it, it's it's I don't know it, it, it's kind of funny because now I'm starting to see people that didn't have relationships having relationships. You know, it, it's it's really nice to see that. You know what I mean? It's nice to see people happy now. Like, I'm starting to see people on Facebook getting people and being happy. And, you know, I'm on this whole, like, good karma shit now where I just – I know if I say something stupid or I fuck up and say something wrong and not – this doesn't necessarily mean with my woman either. I'm just talking in general. Like, I'll get smacked on the back of the head. Like, I got pissed because I couldn't get ice off my car and ended up scratching it a little bit. And I'm like, fuck you, karma. I get it. (laughs) Like, I get it. I understand. I get it now. Okay. I'll get the fucking, I'll shut up. I'll stop it. I'll stop being pissed. It'll be fine. You know, I I just, you know, (laughs) yeah. And I'm just, yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm just, you know, I just, I'm, I'm not, I'm happy. I'm just, I'm I'm really happy now. I I can, I can truly say that I'm, I'm happy with my life. You know, I'll be honest. I didn't think I was going to be where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I kind of sit there and, and kind of go, you know, is, is this the right path? But I, I know that I'm just kind of I'm, I'm kind of just letting life guide me at this point and just letting me take it where it is, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't know. I mean, yeah, everything's good with good with the chick that I'm dating now, but that doesn't necessarily mean that in a year from now, that's going to be the same thing. No, I I don't know. And I do have apprehensions because of, you know, the last relationship, you know, you, yeah. You don't know. You don't know. Like you, you sit there and you go, dude, did I do this wrong? Did I do this wrong? I can say without a shadow of a doubt that I, I am, I know I didn't do too much wrong in that relationship, but you know, you always have, and I'm sure you've been there too. Like you always have those things where you're like questioning, did I say this wrong? Did I do this wrong? Am I doing this wrong? And it's just like, just shoot me, please. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, for me, Chris, what I would say to you is just, just let, you know, don't, don't put too much pressure on this relationship. Just let it go to where it's going to go. And, you know, who knows? Three years from now, I may be at your wedding. What the, what the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but, you know, that's where life could take this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. And, you know, I mean, hopefully in, in the next couple of years, you'll be able to have your kid. You'll be able to have a better place. Hell, it might even be with this chick that you are that you may live with. You know, if you guys vibe that much, there's nothing to say that you guys can't live with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, you guys can live with each other and see if there's really a really good connection. Because in my view, that's the best thing to do before you even, you know what I mean? Not just not just get engaged or get married, but also to that's kind of the next stage in the relationship. You know what I mean? So, I mean, back in our day, you fucking got married and then you moved in with a goddamn chick. <laughs> like, I don't feel like you do that these days. You you gotta get you gotta live with a chick first to find out if you vibrate and if everything's good. Because if you don't, you're just gonna end up fucking shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, you know what I mean, so I don't know. I, I feel like we've gone a little bit too far, too much on this. But, yeah, we went deep. You know, I, I, I think this was this was therapeutic for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't. I mean, I'm not going to talk a lot about about my relationship now. Um, I may talk about my other relationship <laughs> that I had before mm. at some point. But you know, other than that, I mean, I'm 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 just happy now, and, and I'm glad you're happy too. I'm glad that you're you know that you're not trying to kill people and <laughs> shred their bodies or something. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to just take my car and swerve into a crowd of people. <laughs> and with that, we'll be back with more Dig and Fart Jokes. This episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc. 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number 8. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, necrophilia. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this? No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, Prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. Unimaginable! At 12 years old, you should not be watching this. Movie. Obviously, at 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17 year olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How did be a you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. And we're back. All right, Paul. So uh, you know, That's let's get. Let's get, Anyways, to, let's get to the nerdy news, and, and, and this is sort of a, a bit of personal nerdy news. Um, it's been five years since the release of the episode of Jack and Triumph, uh, uh, of which uh, 
me and uh, Matt, my the, our, our, the trusty cameraman that I go to Com- Comic Con with every year, uh, since Matt and I were uh, part of the Jack and Triumph when it was released. We recorded it earlier than that, but uh, it was five years since you know, they they aired it on Cartoon Network at night or or Adult Swim, excuse me, it was different at night. Um, so it was nice, you know, it was nice to see that pop up in my feed. Uh, okay, and here's something I know you wanted to talk about: uh, the new Batman suit. The the Robert Pattinson uh Batman that's coming up uh, you know the the rumor is that it's based on the the Long Halloween uh shows a Batman suit and th- there was a I saw a meme with uh, with a comedian that said you know if I was in a coma for twenty years and and you had told me that there are two superheroes one who is blind and 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 uses echolocation to find to find where he needs to fight uh and then another superhero who risks his who was a billionaire and risks his life every day uh to fight crime and you had you told me which of those superheroes was named batman and the other one was named daredevil i would have punched you in the face if you told me the truth you know where you know you would think the batman would be the one who use echo uses echo location to fight superheroes super super villains or whatever and another one uh the, you know the billionaire who's jumping off roofs would be the one called daredevil exactly um, so uh they had released uh set photos or at least uh there may be more well there's 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 the photo of Robert Pattinson in the mask and the new cowl and we'll get on that in a second uh but there was also uh released photos of the stunt man and stunt woman for uh uh Robert for Batman and Catwoman. I believe Zoe Kravitz am I I believe Zoe Kravitz is going to be Catwoman. And and speaking of not to veer off, uh Zoe Kravitz has a show on Hulu uh, called High Fidelity, which is a, a reboot of the movie High Fidelity with John Cusack from 2000 or 2001. <coughs> it's a really fucking good show. And right. uh and uh I I I you know, I I'm really digging it. Like I I I'm I love the show a thousand times more than I love the movie. And I mean, I I've crushed on you know, I've crushed on her mom, Lisa Bonet. I've crushed on her grandmother, uh, Roz. Oh, shit, I forgot them. Her, the, when you watch the Jefferson, the Jeffersons had the neighbors that was a black and white couple, you know, and, and she, and she was the mom, the mom, that's Lenny Kravitz's mom and, uh, Rosie, Ro- Roxy Rooker or, or whatever. And then, and then Lisa Bonet is her mother. So like, you know, I would tap the grandma. <laughs> I would tap the mom and I would tap, I would, <laughs> I mean, with all due respect to my girlfriend, uh, but I'm just saying is, you know, they were, they were all sexy, especially in their prime. So, uh, so we're going to have, we're going to have date, um, date Chris <laughs> Cologne soon so that we can get him back on the dating scene. Um, no, I, 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 no. oh, you say, oh, no, I can, I can sit well. here. I can sit here and talk about, you know, you know, they say like, uh, you get a hall pass or whatever, but then again, we haven't, we haven't had that conversation, but. I mean, I could talk about how attractive a woman is without, there's no, it's not like Zoe Kravitz is going to fucking call me one day and say, let's hang out. So, uh, I can, I can talk about how sexy she is. Um, but yeah, uh, so they had the stunt man and stunt woman. The one thing that I think looked so fucking stupid was that he's riding on a bat motorcycle, which the front of the bat cycle looks like the bat mask where it has the two ears coming up, which I think is the stupidest design in the world. Because if you get into a crash or any kind of accident, you hit a fucking pothole, those two horns are going to go right into your fucking chest. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I, you know what? I didn't even know. I'll be honest with you. I was, I was too like. Yeah, the front of the motorcycle looks like the mask. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the cowl, you know, and it, you know, and it has two bad ears. Yeah. And if you hit a bump, <laughs> it's gonna go right into your fucking chest. So, uh, so, uh, you know, I mean, other than that, um, they showed the bat, the bat emblem. The speculation is, is that the bat emblem is actually made from the gun that killed his parents. Like if you look at, if you look at the bat emblem up close, it looks like pieces of a gun put together to look like the bat symbol. Which, if that's the case, that's a, I mean, that's kind of cool. 
you know, uh, you know, using a bat symbol, you know, and putting, you know, and the joke, you know, not the joke was, uh, you know, one of the, especially from one of the Batman games, like, you know, he says that he puts the symbol on his chest on purpose. Like that particular area is armored more than the rest of his body because when criminals shoot, they tend to pick a target and shoot at that. And so like his chest is armored more than the rest of his body or whatever. So it's almost there to distract people. So he has steel pieces of gun on his chest. I mean, I guess that's good. Um, but you wanted to yeah. talk about the cowl. <laughs> so, uh, well, um, there was a, so there, there's two things I want to say. So number one, they were saying that the suit and it, it's Matt Reeves that put out that video of the suit, the, the suit reveal, mm-hmm. um, the suit, let's take the cave and cowl out of it. The suit, looks really nice mm-hmm. you know there, there's some like stuff when he was on the set photos on his arms like somebody was joking that he was going to turn into fucking spider-man or something mm-hmm. uh, or i mean now that i think about it you could compare it to uh black panther but mm-hmm. um the, from the sides of i don't think that was in the, the reveal of the suit that matt reeves put up but that i mean the suit itself looks good i i, I didn't have any problems with the suit itself but then the problem comes that you see the cowl or the mask, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You take that, you put it side by side with the daredevil mask <laughs> slash cowl, mm-hmm. and you go, holy shit, daredevil is actually Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, dude, like, and it didn't help that when he did the reveal, the fucking background was maroon, reddish color. Yeah, yeah. So that didn't help. It's in red lighting. And then, and then in the fucking set photos, it looks even worse. The fucking, the, 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 the cowl, his eyes look like they're bugged out. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, hmm. dude, you're making this worse. Like, I'm like, and, and I was saying to Chris off the podcast, for those of you listening, like, I'm in a Batman group on Facebook and it, I never see anybody like, I, I never see like a lot of hate about something. This, I saw like at least 75% of the people commenting on this and being like, I didn't know this was fucking Daredevil or this is Spider-Man fucking shit going on or whatever. And I'm just like, that tells you that they're, that this might not turn out the way that they want this to. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Batman fans will turn out for the movie, but you know, they may want to go back to the drawing board on the cowl. Now, the second thing I was going to mention is they did a side by side of of the whole suit with the with the cowl, the, the the live action one, and then they did somebody did a drawing or an animated version of it, mm-hmm. and the animated version looks so much better than what the live action version looks like. I'm like, okay, it would work if it was in animation, but if it wasn't in animation, it doesn't work. And I'll be honest with you, I was one of the people that originally hated on Ben Affleck's um, cowl, how the the ears were shorter Mm -hmm. at first. But, you know, once I saw it in person, I was like, okay, this this actually this actually works. I'm good with this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This? No, I I mean, obviously, we'll have to see it on screen and maybe they'll do some CGI shit to it. Mm -hmm. But Chris, I'm, I'm not a fan, man. Right. Now, here's something that, that I'll, I'll bring up. It was brought up on a, another podcast I listened to. What if this is the first, this is the proto, you know, this is the, you know, he goes out and, you know, he's trying out to be bad. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know, it'll be improved well, on. And- so, so if this is like, not to, not to bring a, a Batman series into this, but if this is like Gotham, mm-hmm. where you have a really shitty looking Batman suit for his first suit, I mean, if, even if like that- Spider-Man, remember like when Spider-Man first left, you know, he was dressed fucking pajamas yeah but i mean i don't know i mean if that 
for me, if they're revealing that as the bad suit, that's telling me that's the final suit. Now, if that's not the final suit, all right, I'll give I'll give him I'll give him room to bloom, so to speak, mm-hmm. and let let it let it go into what it's supposed to be. But I don't know. I, I mean, maybe it's because we've been spoiled by the '90s Batman's and even even uh, the whole uh, Nolan Batman trilogy um but it just to me i'm just like matt reeves you can do better than this that that's basically where i'm at like you can you can do a a shitload better than this and make this such a better batman you know what i mean and you know i i I think i don't know i just think that they could do so much better with this you know and and i feel the, the thing that that really sucks is they can't even really do and maybe this is in your notes too but you know Ben Affleck was talking about why he doesn't why isn't Batman anymore and you know I, I really felt for the guy hearing after hearing what he was I don't know if you heard what he what he said um whether he was drink himself to death and stuff like that yeah and, and I don't even think it was the Batman movie I think he was just you know he was just in a really depressed state at that time. Mm-hmm. Had nothing to do with his wife, had nothing to do with the Batman movies. It was just, you know, Batman wasn't helping him get over whatever was going on at that point. So, I don't know. I, I feel like this could have been a lot better. And I don't want to I don't want to rehash this because people probably would agree with me. But, you know, I really feel like at this point, had they and they could presumptively still do this if they wanted to. Hell, we're talking about multiverses here, for God's sakes. And all the other DC characters are probably still going to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the only person you're changing is Batman, you could you could easily insert the the Nolan Batman into this. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I feel like at this point, because they're still making Wonder Woman with the same Wonder Woman, they're still making Aquaman with the same Aquaman. Um, Another piece of news: they they the, literally today, as they're recording this, um, they they finished all um, primary filming for Suicide Squad, the the, oh, James, okay. the James Gunn version, which is, is con- which is connected. It's going to have Margot Robbie in it. Um, I think it's going to have the same guy who played uh, Captain Boomerang in it. So it's it's I, I I think they're like they're loosely basing it. Like they're not going to rely heavy on Easter eggs and shit like that. But it, it is connected to this uh, to the existing. Because remember, like you know, the Joker itself, you know, the the movie Joker isn't connected to any of those movies. It's its own thing. Right. So I think the Batman, this this movie or whatever, is going to be its own standalone thing. It's not going to be connected. Right. Yeah. No. No. Way. I think that's going to be its own standalone. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, and I mean, it would be stupid at this point for them not to. Like, you know, when they they make another standalone joker and that whole trilogy like i really hope they come up with a batman and maybe they can use that batman to build out the rest of the universe with the wonder woman the you know the aquaman that we have i mean flash has his own movie coming up um shazam is going to be the same person um i mean they're still supposed to be doing um what's his name um black adam uh well black adam yes Uh, i'm trying to uh, cyborg Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to still do that. So, I mean, there's if they go to do another Justice League, it just makes more sense to, you know, kind of do something here and get this all set up. I, I know they want they have the standalone film, but, you know, I don't think Robert Patterson's going to be the one that's going to be involved in this universe. I mean, it just doesn't make sense at this point. So, mm-hmm. but... I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. I just, I'm not very, I'm not liking where I, what I'm seeing so far, at least with the Batman cowl. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
let's hope let's hope that's a, just a early suit that you know that'll get uh, remade improved upon and yeah. and like you said you know cgi they can you know uh, you know when when we watch these fucking uh when we watch like uh the avengers movies and uh, you know and you know it's warner brothers they have a budget you know it's it's really uh, you know robert downey jr is wearing like the chest piece and everything else is re you know everything else is animated on you know when we see like when we see robert downey jr as captain as iron man he's literally just wearing like the chest piece and and everything else is sort of animated on there so maybe you know if there's issues you know they can fix it and make it look a little more uh you know for lack of a better term cooler cooler looking um but speaking of uh the dc extended universe uh since the last episode uh birds of prey came out and unfortunately underperformed at the theater i thought it was pretty good there was a lot of people that were saying like <coughs> a lot of people saying like oh this movie was um like it, it was uh emasculating and the movie was what was the other there was like a couple things that people like people were tr- making this movie out more than what it needed to be it was a, it was a, it was a halfway decent fucking movie you know it wasn't great you know it wasn't the greatest movie you know um uh, but for what it was it was a solid fucking flick you know part of me and look i'm gonna call it like it is you know i think it a bit underperformed because people don't want to see emancipated fucking harley quinn people don't, don't want to they don't want to see female characters no, no i no i'm just saying is is if if you had made the movie with margot robbie with the fucking poom poom shorts up her ass and, and you know wearing the fish you know being you know the 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 more you know sexualized version that she was in suicide squad i think more people would have come out to see that movie you know and i hate to say it i mean i'm just cup fucking keeping it real that you know in, in an audience you know you we want to think that the audience is 50 50 men and women but you know it's let's be real here it's it, you know guys you know come out more for these movies and stuff like that um i think if you had you made it a little bit more sexy because you know don't be wrong and I, I didn't have a problem with it i'm just saying is that if you wanted the money if you wanted the movie to make more money you would have made it a little bit more sexy and and, and uh, you know and i hate to say that and, and I, it's sad that we live in a world where that that that's the case for the time being um i saw the movie i enjoyed it <coughs> I mean, I liked Ewan McGregor. I liked, um, I liked the guy who played Victor Zaz. You know, I, I wish they kind of like tapped more into, you know, the Zaz's backstory and, and being more of a psycho. You know, Zaz was more just like black masks, like, you know, right hand man. Um, you know, uh, I, I kind of wish one thing, and it's not really a spoiler, like, you know, Ewan McGregor, like wearing the black mask, like <coughs> he could take it on and off. You know, I kind of like the idea of a mask being stuck on his face. <coughs> <clears throat> excuse me um you know what they did with the huntress you know they kind of retold well they, they it's a version of the huntress which i'm not very familiar with in the comics but they followed that huntress <clears throat> oh my god i'm coughing all over the place um yeah black canary um which black canary i think she uses her power maybe twice in the movie i kind of wish she did it used it more um i mean lo- the idea of rosie perez's montoya was on fucking point um you know i'd watch a solo rosie perez montoya movie you know, I, I wish, you know, I wish they had done this movie a little earlier or we could have had seen Montoya because, you know, in the comics, the Montoya character transitions into the, the character they call the question, which is the character that like doesn't have a face. Like she wears like a <laughs> this weird putty on her face that hides her hides her her identity, <coughs> which would have been weird because like, I mean, yeah, they did that with like Rorschach and, and the Watchmen. I don't know if people are really going to come out and see a movie where you really can't see the character's face the whole movie. <coughs> oh, my God. What's going on with me? But, you know, I like the, you know, for what it was, the Birds of Prey wasn't a bad movie. All the parts were pretty good. Um, once again, it could have been better. I think, you know, if they wanted people to come out, they would have made the movie a little bit more. Let's be real here. You know, more girls in poom poom shorts <laughs> doing backflips and shit like that. Um, but I enjoyed it. Um, one something that came out today as we're recording this, um, a rumor is Henry Cavill, the gentleman that was talking about that movie, you know, the guy who played Batman in all these movies. <laughs> Is being uh is being rumored that he might be introduced in Captain Marvel 
part two as Wolverine. So we can go into the, the, uh, you know, we'll, we can start getting into the X-Men and the mutants and that one. Um, <clears throat> You know, once again, throwing totally throwing out the window that Wolverine is supposed to be a five foot three Canadian. <laughs> you know, uh, you know where 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 uh, Hugh Jackman was a six foot two uh, Australian and Henry Cavill is a six foot two Englishman. Um, you know, I mean, uh, you know, we've seen Henry Cavill with his shirt off. He's definitely hairy enough to play Wolverine. Uh, you know, he's built. You know, the guy has plenty of fucking definition on his body. Once again, not that's not an issue when it comes to being Wolverine. Uh, you know, just the fact that he's a big tall dude. I I'm actually. Excited excited about if if that becomes if this becomes like a real thing um it would be interesting to see um i'm surprised that because i in my mind i kind of i was expecting them to go with like a much younger wolverine because i think you know marvel's making these movies knowing that you know they're going to be a franchise and if henry cavill's this is if this does come through the henry cavill's playing wolverine he's going to be playing you know hugh jackman's been playing wolverine you know for the past 20 fucking years literally so you know are we going to see uh you know henry cavill's what he's, henry cavill's got to be 30 something you know we're going to see henry cavill 20 years from now still playing wolverine at 50 you know and a character that's not supposed to age you know who knows who knows what we're going with that um so I, i'm kind of excited about the casting but i'm also like you know i, I was expecting them to go a little younger um, I mean, they, go on, I mean, they've been throwing around all the ideas. Like, <clears throat> if they do have like some kind of multiverse for Marvel, like even throwing Hugh Jackman in there for, for like maybe a segment or something. But I mean, we'll see. I mean, I mean, we have what's his name coming into the universe, so that's going to happen too, and that's going to be really interesting. Having uh, Dare, uh, not Daredevil, wow, um, Deadpool in there too. Mm-hmm. You know. I I'm excited about that one. I'm excited. You know what? Speaking of Daredevil, I, I'm excited to see how they do a movie version of Daredevil because I'll be honest with you, the first version was really good in my opinion. Mm. I mean, the, the one thing that I explain to people that sit there and they're like, oh, Daredevil wasn't that good. I'm like, dude, in the first five, ten minutes, <coughs> he kills somebody. Mm. How the fuck is that not a good movie? <laughs> I'm like, how is that not a fucking good movie? You remember, right? He he throws the guy on the tracks and the train kills him. No, you're talking about the the Netflix show. No, dare no the Daredevil movie. You don't remember that the one with Ben Affleck? Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen the Daredevil. You don't remember movie. like in the first five ten minutes, Daredevil throws somebody on the tracks and then he dies. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, dude, that I, I, that caught my attention. I was like, whoa! I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm here in this movie now. Let's let's fucking go. <laughs> let's do this shit. And, you know, the way that they did Daredevil with how he, like, the whole uh, sonar blind thing that was going on. Mm. Like, I know we were joking about this earlier, but, like, the way that they did that and CGI and everything, like, I, I thought that was awesome how they did that. Yeah, that was pretty so cool. So I'm excited. I'm honestly excited to see them do to recreate Daredevil and put somebody in that role. I mean, I wouldn't mind if it was the TV person, the, the TV guy, but, I mean, I'm just, I just it's going to be interesting how they bring all these characters in because there's so much that they can do right now with these characters. And by the way, they did own the rights to daredevil. Um, Fox did the movie rights, I think. So now you have them have fun, use it. I mean, he was one, he's one of the big characters. You should be doing that now. So um, I'm excited to see, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to have Spider-Man and him interact. I'm kind of excited to see... I mean, there's been talk about bringing back Tony Stark again. I mean, not anything anytime soon, but, you know, somewhere down the line, they bring him back to life. So... Flashbacks, yes. Or or, or, or movies that take place in the past, yes. I don't think they're going to bring him back. You know, I'm just saying, like, I mean, hypothetically, 
like in the Black Widow movie. That whole movie is like a like a that whole movie is a, a, a and of well, course and, and, and of course a character like Black Widow, you know, is the reveal is that she meets Tony Stark and, and Iron Man too. But I'm saying is you could if if they really wanted to, they could had they could have had Robert Downey Jr. even if it's a cameo be in the movie. Well, he's you supposed know. to be in Black Widow, I think. He's supposed to be not like anything like big or anything, but yes, any, anything that's a, anything that's a flashback or any movie that takes place before the other movies, you know, he can be in it, or you know, or you know, they'll, they'll you know, they could put out a movie that like, oh, there's this has all happened while you know, in between, you know, Endgame and fucking, you know, in between Infinity War and Endgame or whatever, hypothetically. I mean, they could make a movie like that and have him in it. Well, not him in it because he was on the spaceship. But you know what I mean. It was, you know, they if any movie that has him as a flash, they could have him as a flashback and stuff like that, <coughs> or or you know, a dream or a hologram that's made from the AI that's in the suit. <coughs> you know, his own little memories. They had that. <coughs> oh my God, he had that 3D hologram world that he he made that you know he was he had a flashback with his parents and shit. <coughs> All right. Um. Before. <coughs> oh my God. Okay, let's uh let's let's uh let's fast track some of these. Okay, so there's a new Saw movie called I don't think did, did we talk about this last episode called Spiral? I don't think we did, but I know what you're talking about. It, I saw the trailer for it, it. It takes place in the Saw universe. Um, has Chris Rock as an investigator, <coughs> which is interesting, you know. And I believe Chris Rock is like a executive producer of the movie also. So yes, he is. <coughs> So it's sort of like a weird sort of reboot sort of deal, which I'm excited about. <coughs> and speaking in the Saw universe, Saw related, uh, The Invisible Man comes out this weekend. And that was from the guy who wrote the original Saw. And last a couple years ago, two, three years ago, he did a movie called Upgrade, which came out around the same time as like Venom. It, it very much reminded me of Venom, but it was actually good. Um, oh, God. <laughs> um, so... You know, so, so Invisible Man, which I want to see. Um, but it's weird how like it's it's Invisible Man that's connected to like it, you know like the Invisible Man from the Universal movies, like the Universal monster movies, like you know Frankenstein and Dracula and, and Wolfman and shit. But it's produced by Blumhouse, which is kind of weird. <coughs> I don't know if Blumhouse is under Universal, but it's it's supposed to be that Invisible. I mean, of course, it's a new update, and he's a he's an abusive guy, and you know he's 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 you know stalking his wife and ex-wife or so whatever the case may be. <laughs> but it's not like you know it's. Not not like oh here's a movie about a guy who's invisible it is it is the invisible man as in technically the same universe as dracula and werewolf and all that other shit um which is interesting um uh they they released the trailer for <coughs> oh my god <coughs> dude get some water yeah the candy candy man uh produced by jordan peele and i know they had i think it's N- nicholas acosta or nicole acosta or something like that that's the actual director everyone's ke- everyone keeps bringing up jordan peele when it's really uh, you know, he's sort of, you know, he kind of just put a stamp on it. You know, he, he, you know, it's not really his movie. <clears throat> and we're back after I slowly fucking died. <laughs> just had some stuff caught in my throat. I've, I've been, I've had this fucking cough for like the past week. I don't know, it was like a dry cough. Um, okay, uh, Transformers. I believe this is technically season three, but the, the, the new season is going to be released on Netflix. It's the War for Cybertron. Um, I believe it was, there was Combiner Wars, and then there was one other war, and then, um, uh, the, uh, but it's coming to Netflix. So they're Related, but you know, like they're part of a bigger arcing story. And um, unless I'm mistaken, friend of the show George Christick uh, says that he wrote the first episode that's going to be uh, playing on Netflix. Um, he was he was definitely involved with the the Combiner Wars uh, from from uh, the first season once again. And that was uh, back when they were on an app called Go90. But you know, those these people, you know, they 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 get they try to make an app and they try to get shows for the app. And unfortunately, the app goes away. So, um, but I, I, George uh, George Kerstick said that he wrote the. If I I could be wrong, but I believe he said he wrote the first episode uh, for this uh, 
new series that's coming to Netflix, which once again is technically season three of A Bigger Story. Um, Rick Moranis is coming out of retirement. Uh, for those who don't know his story, I believe he was taking care of his wife. Uh, she was dying of cancer and she passed away, unfortunately. And that's, of course, that's terribly sad. And But he, you know, he spent her her last hours with her and her last years and hours together with her which is incredibly sweet and and dedicated um but they are bring his first uh foray uh back out of retirement is part of a disney reboot slash it's a reboot but it's connected to the originals of uh, honey i shrunk the kids except now he's going to be the grandfather instead of the father and it's just going to be called shrunk <laughs> so it's interesting. I mean, of course, you know, uh, you know, the a part of me kind of rolls my eyes a little bit like, oh, my God, another fucking reboot. But I'm glad he's working. <laughs> I'm glad he's he's healthy enough and happy enough where, you know, he can come back. You know, my thing is, you know, if he's coming back, uh, you know, let's let's get let's get started on the next Spaceballs movie. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I'm glad to see him back. He was he's in a bunch of movies I like, you know, Spaceballs, uh, uh, Little Shopper Horrors, My Blue Heaven, uh, <laughs> you know, some really good fucking flick. Uh, so glad to see he's back. Um, I don't know if I was going crazy or not. Uh, they released the My Hero Academia movie on on. Uh, well, the, that I, that I'm sure about. It's uh, in the theaters now. It's in theaters now, but yeah. I think uh, I was on Hulu and I was I I was caught up. To, I'm pretty sure I was caught up to date on everything My Hero Academia. Then all of a sudden, boom! They dropped seasons three and four on 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 Hulu. Uh, so uh, or or season season two and season three whatever i believe everything that's up to i, I think hulu is totally up to date <coughs> totally caught me by surprise because i thought i was caught up to date but you know you know they, they have to wait for things to you know they have to wait for certain dates before they can release them so you know i think to, to gather buzz for for the movie um you could catch uh and uh and i hate to sound like a snob or whatever you know the dubbed episodes not the not the sub uh for you lazy fucks like me who don't want to read um uh i'm digging picard uh oh so am i yeah i'm really digging picard I mean, I know there's people that are like they're shitting on it. Oh, this isn't Star Trek, whatever. And it's, exactly, it's not Star Trek. I, 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 you know, and as much as I love Star Trek, you know, I, you know, they take in a world where you know the Starfleet is actually making mistakes and and being infiltrated and and stuff like that, and and not exactly doing the right thing. I like that idea. I, you know, you know, it, it gets boring when you have oh, Starfleet is perfect and and Earth doesn't have any wars anymore and people don't do drugs and there isn't crime and you know. Uh, you know that shit doesn't exist, or you know, or, or if it does exist, it, it can't sustain itself for a long period of time. So um, I like the idea that you know that Starfleet has sort of fallen into chaos because all this crazy shit and conspiracies and robots and you know people who hate robots, people who love robots, secret societies and all this other shit. I like the idea of 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 a fucked up Starfleet. So Picard's been. You know, it's been pretty interesting. Uh, you know, and I think it goes without without really spoiling anything. Uh, Seven of Nine comes back. Um, in the most recent recent episode, I mean, unless I wasn't, I kind of was. I was working when I was watching the episode. Uh, I believe they brought Hugh back. Did they bring back Hugh? Are, are you? Hugh's been on a, yeah, Hugh's been on a couple of episodes. So, so it's he got Hugh. New one too as well. So you know, fans of the next generation, Hugh, the the Borg that was like the first one that they like separated from the collective and stuff like that. So. Uh, obviously this season they're relying heavy on the Borg stuff. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm really fucking digging. Um, you know, I, I did, I never got into the, the Star Trek discover, but Picard is definitely, uh, catching my attention and, uh, rest in peace to Kazu, Kazuhisa Hashimoto, uh, the, the creator of the Konami code up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA start. Um, and then, uh, Parasite. Uh, a movie from South Korea won the best, uh, best Oscar, uh, best movie. What's it? Was Jesus Christ? Am I the best movie? Right? <laughs> I'm trying to remember the actual 
you know, it was the best movie overall in the Oscars. I, I watched it. I, I, I streamed it illegally off the site. So it, I, I didn't even watch it with the English subtitles. I had watched it with like some other fucking language subtitles. So I kind of had to like actually pay attention to kind of see what the hell's going on. Um, and it was very much a movie about like social status, one family manipulating another family, like a poor family manipulating a rich family into fucking, you know, but the rich family weren't really the bad guys. They were just like stupid rich people that live in an isolated world. You know, they, they're, they're not in touch with the real world. And, uh, you know, then, there's turns out there's a whole like bunker under the house where these other people were living and it's not really spoiling it but you know that's sort of the, the story and you know they're 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 parasites they're living off the rich people but then you know you kind of watch a movie and like the rich people you know they can't even drive their own cars like the guy's so rich that he doesn't even know how to drive a car like they need the poor people to drive their car um it was an interesting movie uh it was the same guy who did uh the host I, I watched the host the other night i was like oh you know what the host was boring as fuck i don't know people kept talking about how great it was um and he did they did another movie called Snowpiercer, which was about a train that's going around the world and it's like after the post apocalypse so it's like the, but the world's under ice and all this other shit i i very much like that one Snowpiercer was pretty good <laughs> which are turning it into a show but i think uh we should wrap this up that's what she said <laughs> uh please visit Two strangers, one podcast.net or .com. You can find all things show related. You can find links to our iTunes page. Uh, if you have an iPhone, iPad, or iPod, you can subscribe to us there. If you don't have an iPhone, iPad, or iPod, uh, you can find us on, uh, the, uh, Stitcher app for Android devices. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, the Stitcher app for Android devices. So if you, um, uh, you can do what I do and uh, put on listen later. So when you're not in a Wi-Fi spot and you don't have to kill your battery, kill your data, you can listen to, uh, you know, you can download episodes to your phone, listen to them later while you're out running about doing, taking care of your, your duties and commute and stuff like that. Um, if you want to write to us like Oscar does, you can write to us at two strangers, one podcast at gmail.com. That's two strangers, one podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to follow us on Facebook, we're on Facebook slash two strangers, one podcast. There is a two strangers, one podcast group. I don't know exactly how to find that. Just search for the group two strangers, one podcast. Uh, like I said, we've had a lot of, uh, new listeners ever since I announced my, uh, uh, being in a relationship. I guess a lot of her friends, uh, wanting to check it out. Um, usually the shows aren't this long <laughs> or in depth, but, uh, you know, you can go back and listen to, uh, in April, it'll be eight years worth of Two Strangers, One Podcast. Uh, you can find those episodes on, uh, well, you can find us on our main hosting site, SoundCloud, and uh, any episode before that you can find on YouTube. Just search for Two Strangers, One Podcast and listen to eight years, you know, 304 episodes worth of podcasts. Um, and then on our iTunes, on our Excuse me. On our YouTube page, you can find my audiobook, Odd I See a Tale from the Road. You can find my, my music, which I do under the name XLNYC. Uh, God, there's so much. <laughs> uh, you can find my stranger vlogs. Uh, you know, we want your money. We need your money. Uh, but until then, just share us on Facebook. Uh, share this episode. Share the whole page. Um, and on Stitcher, you can check out Paul's other baby, the Tsunami Faithful podcast. And, um, I'm sort of just rushing through this because I'm exhausted. Um, I acquiesce the floor to you, sir. All right, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Biscurlo. Uh You can email me, paulbiscurlo at TsunamiFaithful.com. And uh, like Chris said, you can listen to me on the Tsunami Faithful podcast and TsunamiFaithful.com. And also, if um, you should also listen to the Demon Slayer podcast, because that's another podcast that I, may, I mainly just executively produce, but I'm on there every once in a while as well. So. Well, we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening, had as much fun as we did recording without all the coughing. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Two Strangers, One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. Don't be a stranger. Peace. We're out. Bye. You should be fapping and not coughing. Even if you're in a relationship, be fapping. <laughs> I was just saying. <laughs>
Chris will be fapping with his girlfriend. <laughs> All right, here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double that? Jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. But- <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee hee But it is spelled C-O-L-O-N. Him punny. But... <laughs> <laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with a materialistic Lynette. I feel you, Eric. I, 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 oh, fucking. Are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I smell sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively, su- sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Well, I, I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. All right. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her, fucking. She's impressed. I am. Summer. She got some summer reading. Christopher Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like, hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. <laughs> this is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think of this? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show, I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Hook a motherfucker up! Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be so honest too. with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. <laughs> Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, And if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a, a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www.com. L-U-L-U dot com. That's Lulu dot com. I understand that. I just want to spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> Normally one says that that spells it. Still, Lulu dot com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15 and a PDF file is only 5 bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen is not even that bad for a hard, for a paperback version. No, this is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on, come! I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm gonna make that smelly joke. I all. know you're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal, video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker, and his book, Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. How is that not a movie? 
You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. And you could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex but... sells. Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out.